0: Yeah. Joy. He wraps himself in life and darkness tries to hide. He trembles at his voice. He trembles at his voice.
1: Everybody, and Welcome to our acoustic Sunday morning with the Acoustic Guitars and Jeff on the wonderful Cajon and our friends singing together. And it's so good to be with you uh, to discover how great our God is and that we know we don't want to waste our faith. And Pastor Claire will be having that talk with us today and reminding us how to build in our faith with God. And it's wonderful and beautiful. So our friends right here, Jeff and Christine, say hello, everybody. Um, They are going to to lead us in our call to worship. And uh, it's going to be right up there on the screen if you'd like to read along. Jeff will begin and uh, Christine will follow. We'll all read with them. Faith means being sure of the
2: things we hope for and knowing that something is real even if we do not see it. Faith is the reason we remember great people who lived in the past. It is by faith we understand that the whole world was made by God's command so that what we see was made by something that cannot be seen.
3: And I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love. Neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither our fears for today nor our worries about tomorrow. Not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love no power in the sky above or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all of creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Jesus, increase our faith.
1: God
0: is able
1: Communion, as we get ready to receive our communion today, and you'll see uh, on the on the screen there'll be places where it'll say me, and places where it'll say all, and where it says all, let's all read those things together, lifting up the words of Scripture and the words of our God. And if our communion team wants to come on up, we can go ahead and do that as well. But in prayer, let us confess to God as a community. Come, come with, with what, what you have. For you who come with gladness, know that your joy will bring others hope. If Accepting
3: God's, God's love, we are, we are called all to love, love one another. Jesus, increase our faith. Come, come with, with what, what you have.
1: For you who grieve this day, know that you are invited to bring the broken pieces of your heart. Loving one
3: another, another. we will discover God's God's love for us all. Jesus, increase our our faith. faith. Come Come with what you
1: have. For you who are weighed down by too many shoulds and what ifs, know that here you may lay down the burdens of guilt and shame.
3: Loving one, one
1: another, we will discover God's grace for us. Jesus, increase our faith. Come with
3: what you have.
1: For you who have the answers, know that new questions await you.
3: Accepting God's love, we are called to love one another. Jesus, increase our faith. Come. With
1: for you who come seeking know your questions are safe in the presence of God loved Loved by by one another another,
3: we will will discover discover God's God's love for us Jesus and increase our faith
1: let's just in the silence allow those words that we prayed to just sink in and allow us to connect with our God thank you we know that on the night that Jesus was to be betrayed that he was with his friends and he sat with them to have a meal and to break bread because he knew that there was no better place to be than in community and in those moments he lifted up bread and said this is my body which is to be given for you and he lifted up the wine. And he said, this is as my blood that will be shed for you in the forgiveness of sins. And so we know today that those things he prayed and said to his friends are just as true for us today. And it's because of that day and because of all that Christ has done for us that we can see, receive communion together. Let's stand and continue to pray. Gracious God, our sins are too heavy to carry, too real to hide, and too deep to undo. Forgive what our lips tremble to name, what our hearts can no longer bear, and what has become for us a consuming fire of judgment. Set us free from a past that we cannot change open to us a future in which we can be changed and grant us grace to know more and more in your likeness and image through Jesus Christ the light of the world. And so this morning we invite you if you would like to pray and write a prayer on the board or light a candle to remind yourselves and all of us that Jesus is the light of the world or come up to receive communion we invite you in God's presence and it's God's love to do so today. You may come receive communion. People say that time will
0: heal But you know they just don't feel what you feel heart, but God is so good
2: Much more His arm is long enough
0: to reach you where you are.
1: especially to receive communion with one another, remembering the things in community that you've done for us as individuals, as a people, in the whole world. So God, we continue to lift up your name for the things that we need, for the needs of the world, and just be... morning you would increase our faith, that this would be the beginning of an amazing week of our faith being increased. This is the air
2: Great is thy faithfulness. Great
0: is thy
2: Favorite, verse. <laughs> Pardon for sin and a peace that is to rest thy own presence to cheer and to guide I got strength
1: And say great is his faithfulness great is he great, great.
3: great. <laughs> wonderful
1: well huh. Listen, y'all, as you continue to remember how great our God is and greet one another, let's have our kids, our pre-K through fifth grade friends stand up, and you got. And let's have them. They are going to go upstairs through the doors. Our pre-K friends will start their morning in the barn room, and the older kids will start their morning in the cafe. Parents, don't forget to have checked your kids in. Make sure you have your badge and their badge as we continue. Continue to move on. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, hello, Kathleen. Hello, we,
4: good morning. Are
1: you, are you doing the solo I show must be today? I solo today. Well, yes. That is all right. I must be solo today. I will, I'll all. do your, your you, van You'll be white. my
4: assistant? Okay, wonderful. Well, welcome to Crossroads. If you're new with us this morning, we're so glad to have you with us. Uh, we'd love for you to take the opportunity to locate the lanyard on the chair in front of you looks like that what don's holding up inside of there is a communication card if you want to fill that out and bring it back to next steps kiosk after service i'll be back there and i have a gift for you and i can answer any questions that you might have and also if you're not new to crossroads you might want to take it out and take a look at what we have in there there's a bunch of um... prayers that we pray and some of our um... talks about baptism and communion as a matter of fact baptism we have next sunday so If you are interested in being baptized if you've not taken taken that next step in your faith you might want to take a um, um, time to pray and ask god if that might be something he's inviting you to do you can learn more about it by taking the anything that's in there you're welcome to take out if you want to sign up for baptism come on over to next steps kiosk and i can give you any information you'd like on that And also, um, just want to, you know, there's always a lot of things happening here at Crossroads. So if you haven't yet liked our Crossroads Facebook page, please take a minute to do that. Even if you want to take your phone out right now, you go to at Crossroads... Church and Ministries on Facebook. And if you like it, you'll get all of our announcements, all the things that are happening. And so we would love for you to keep in the loop of what is happening here at Crossroads.
1: Hey, look, there's a link to the U-Version Bible app right there. Oh, look they at can that follow area. our notes and our scriptures too.
4: See? Wow. See, there's all kinds of goodies on there. So. Don't miss out on that and um, enjoy the service today.
1: Awesome. Well, can we, let's stand back up as we get ready to give into our offering this morning together and let's pray. God, we are so grateful the way that you are constantly increasing and transforming us and how grateful we are to be with our friends and to be with you. And God, we give this morning into this offering because of the ways that you're bringing increase to our region, our state, and our world through the church. And it's through these people, through all of us. Way that we give our time, our talent, and treasure. So, God, we give with grateful hearts into this offering, knowing that you're doing great things. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And if you'd like to, there's four baskets right up front, there's two in the back that you can give if you'd like to today.
0: Through you, I can do anything. I can.
5: Was me, not you, man. Okay, so this little chorus from a song that is really, really old, but it comes from um, the Book of Psalms. It's actually a battle song, and one of the things that David said was, "Some may trust in chariots, and some will trust in horses, but we will trust in the name of our God." Now, how many of you have a chariot at home? Okay, so probably nobody. Some of you may have a horse. But I want you to put into your own mind what this is really talking about for you. So, David was a man of war. He actually went to war many times, and he was either trusting God going into a battle or trusting God coming out of a battle. So, this song meant something to him, okay? So, here's how it goes
0: Some men trust in horses, some men trust in chariots, but we will trust. In the the name name of our God.
5: God. You want to stand up for a minute?
0: Some Some may trust in horses. Could we
5: get a hoof beat? Let's have a a hoof
0: beat.
5: A hoof beat. beat. Yeah, like a, you know know what I mean? Like a horse. Ready?
0: Some may trust in horses. Some may trust in in chariots. But we will trust. In in the name of our God. God.
5: We trust. Some kill people here because I want to in sing
0: horses, this. Some men trust, trust in chariots,
5: but we will trust, 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 we we'll trust, we we'll trust in the name of our God. One more time, come on. Some men trust in horses, some men trust
0: in chariots, but we will trust in the name of our God. So
5: I want you to put in your own mind here. What is going to fill in the blank for horses and chariots? Uh, I don't know if you have a dollar bill in your pocket, but on the back of it it says, In God we trust. However, what we have seen on many occasions is we trust in the almighty buck, right? I know you've never seen that. Or the lack thereof, like when you have no bucks and you're wondering where the next meal is going to come from. Don't stop yet. And so, I want you guys to think about, you know, what you trust in. Some may trust in bucks. Some may trust in trucks. Some may trust in jobs. Come on. Some may trust in... (laughs) People. Right? Money. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. So fill in the blank. Come on. Some may trust. Some may trust... Some may trust. You got your own trust factor that you know about. Like, is it your mama, your daddy, your brother, your sister, your pastor, your husband, your wife, your kids? Some may trust. And just know that all things but the Word of God, they're going to pass away. Even heaven and earth will pass away. But the word of the Lord will stand sure. So you've got like a little index card on your seat. If you have a pen, you're going to want to start to just take notes and remember in your own life what you have trust in that failed you. It might be an institution. Some people trust in pol- political institutions. Like if we could just vote that guy in. How's that been working for us ever in the history of ever, right? Right? Or maybe you have trusted in the medical system and they were not able to cure your disease. Or you trusted in a marital system that didn't last. Or you trusted in whatever it is. What systems have we trusted in that have not been able to produce? Some may trust. Some may trust. But we will trust in the name of our God. You know what you're thinking. Some may trust in, and some may trust in, but we will trust in the name of our God. God, let that be true of us today as we open your word. Let faith rise that we would not trust in anything but our God. Let there be a fresh wind of faith in this room. Even as the disciples taught us how to pray when they said, Lord, increase our faith. Let us be brave enough to ask you to increase our faith this morning. Let us be brave enough to notice what we've had faith in that has failed. And let us open up to what you will do because of who you are. Lord, increase our faith. Will you say that with me? Lord, increase our faith. And every time we feel doubt slipping in today, bring that prayer back to us. Lord, increase our faith. And every time we look at the past or we worry about the future, God, we want to pray, Lord, increase our faith. Amen. Y'all can be seated. Thanks, you guys. You know, it's really good to have uh, friends that are willing to put up with your ideas. Some may trust in chariots, some in horses, but we will remember the name of our God, Psalm 27. You might want to write on your little card, just finish this sentence, I believe blank. I believe, I have faith in, and then maybe one of might put this down, don't want to waste my faith. Don't want to waste my faith. I don't want to waste my faith trusting in systems or money or anything like that. I saw one bumper sticker that said, everyone has to believe in something. I believe I'll have another beer. And, and so what I want to say is that's the truth. In this very um, narcissistic, addicted, uh, secular, non-believing society, like I'm not going to trust in God, but I'll trust beer to help me deal with my problem, right? Right? I know none of you have ever said that or done that or anything like that. But here's the reality, friends. We all trust in things. And, and I, I love Luke 18, 8 because it challenges me to my core. Let's read it together. When the Son of Man returns, how many will he find on the earth who have faith? And I think about that sometimes. I think about, you know, how is my faith doing right now? Am I increasing in my faith? And these disciples taught us, Lord, increase my faith. And if we could learn to pray this, in fact, if you take a look at uh, the book of Luke and this whole passage of scripture, it's really around the guys wanting to know how often they need to forgive people. And how many know you need an increase of faith to forgive people? You don't just need an increase of faith to pay your bills or to get through hard times. Sometimes you need faith to forgive people, amen? Amen. Yeah, it's really true. Let's read this wonderful scripture from Hebrews. Faith means being sure of the things we hope for and knowing that something is real even if we do not see it. Faith is the reason we remember great people who have lived in the past. It is by faith we understand that the whole world was made by God's command so that we see was made by something We cannot see. Love that there's this remember great people who lived in the past. In other versions it says remember the ancients. Who are the great people you remember who lived in the past? You know, those people that actually inspire you to become a better person. The people that when you look at their lives you think, if I was Madame Curie, or if I were, you know, just fill in the blank, Desmond Tutu, if I were right that nurse that took care of me after my after my surgery if i were that friend who brought the meal to my friend when they had a really bad day i mean great and small things remember the great people who lived in the past because they actually will help us increase our faith see these disciples i know that they actually all gave their lives for their faith so when they said to jesus increase our faith They knew they were going to need their faith increased for something crazy. They were watching the things Jesus was doing, and they knew that there was a day coming where they were going to have to have increased faith. So I want you to think a moment. What circumstance in your life increased your faith over the years? Has there been a time, something you went through, that increased your faith? Or a person who increased your faith? Somebody designed by God to actually help your faith grow. Well, I'm going to share with you one of my early, um, my early Bible story memories. And these folks, I don't know what it was. Maybe it was because I burned my parents' house down when I was nine years old. But it was the three guys that got thrown into the fiery furnace. Anybody know their names? Right? So we'll just call them Shad, Me, and a Bed today, okay? And so these guys were actually thrown in a fiery furnace. And, you know, there are people that will say, oh, I don't know if I really believe, you know, in somebody being able to be thrown into a fiery furnace and make it out alive. Well, you know, I think we could all tell story after story about the furnaces we've been in that we've made it out from. Anybody in the room been in a furnace of one kind or another? Yeah, well, I mean, I did make it through... Not one fire, but three fires. But the, fire that, the first fire that it's phenomenal I made it through was the one I actually started myself at nine years old. And I remember my brothers coming with hoses while we were waiting for the you know, firemen to get there. And the, I, I wrecked my parents' quad-level house from floor to, to basement because of either fire, smoke, or water damage. And I, I have to tell you, that could have wrecked this little girl's life. If I would have died in the fire or if I would have had a parent that came home um, and was more concerned about things uh, than they were about the fact that, that we survived that fire. And, I, and so I thank God that in the fire, my dad said, things are replaceable and people are not. And I'm glad you're safe. And, and that is something, my dad is one of those people, he is one of those people who lived in the past that is in me. His words are in me, and I want to remember that when my stuff goes up in smoke. You know what I mean? Like anybody lived through the housing crash where your house was worth something one day and then the next day it was worth a lot less? Right? I mean, you so stuff goes up in smoke. Um, there are times when you think, I was strong yesterday and today, you know, like when I think about Doug and your ladder accident, I actually thought of you during that film. Some people trust ladders, you don't, because you went down and broke your back. And when you were laying there, promised God that you would, you, would, you would write books about him if you would live. And how many books have you written now? Four. So yeah, some may trust in ladders, but we will trust in the name of our God. I think about the fact that there are people in here that have lived through the broken relationships that really could have sent you into Timbuktu, or you've lived through really difficult times um, in, in a multitude of ways. Some of you are survivors. Some of you are former addicts. Some of you are people who made it through divorce. Some of you are, made, are those who've made it through terminal disease. Some may trust in, and some in, but we will trust in the name of our God. There are these three kids in Daniel 3, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They said to King Nebuchadnezzar, we're not going to bow to idols. We're not bowing to idols. We're not bowing to idols. We're not trusting in anything but the name of God. Of our God. And and really, Nebuchadnezzar the king was really mad because he wanted them to bow to him. He said, If our God, Shad, Meshach, and Abednego said, If our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the furnace of blazing fire, and out of your hand, O King, let him deliver us. But if not, can y'all say, If not, yes, be it known to you, O King, that we will not serve your gods. And we will not Worship the golden statue that you have set up. And then Nebuchadnezzar was so filled with rage against Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego that his face was distorted. You've, you know, when you tell people no, you might see their face get distorted. He ordered the furnace heated up seven times more than was customary and ordered some of the strongest guards of his army to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, throw them in the furnace of fire. And so the men were bound, still wearing their tunics, their trousers, their hats, and other garments, and they were thrown into the furnace of blazing fire. And because the king's command was urgent and the furnace was so overheated, the raging flames killed the men "'who lifted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. "'But the three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, "'fell down, bound in the furnace of blazing fire. "'And then King Nebuchadnezzar was astonished "'and rose up quickly, and he said to his counselors, "'Was it not three men that were thrown, "'bound into the fire?' "'They answered the king, "'True, O king.' "'And he replied, "'But I see four men unbound, "'walking around in the middle of the fire, "'and they're not hurt.' And the fourth has the appearance of a god. And Nebuchadnezzar then approached the door of the furnace, of blazing fire, and said, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, servants of the Most High God, come out, come here. So Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came out from the fire. Now, you just got to read the whole story because then, you know, Nebuchadnezzar's like, we've got to honor this god, the god of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. See, God delivered them In the fire, not from it. And we all have been uh, in fires. And sometimes we just want God to take us out of it. Don't you? But sometimes God is saving you in it. Right in it. How many have felt like you've been all up in it a time or two? Right? And God is right there in it. In it, my friends. God is always there. I I love it. If you think about God, you know, I don't know if he told them beforehand, like, hey, I'll meet you in the fire. I don't know. Or if God just knew God was going to meet them in the fire, and he's like, yeah, I'll meet them in the fire, and didn't tell them, but they had to trust, and then God meets them right in the fire. And their faith was like gold, my friends, golden faith. Don't you want to have golden faith, not cheap faith, like God's a slot machine? You know, don't you want to have the kind of golden faith that looks at fire and says, so here we are again, God. Here we are again. This is, sometimes it's a fire of your own making. Sometimes it's a fire you don't deserve. But God will meet us there. God will meet us there. You might want to write that down. I'll meet you in the furnace. You might want to keep that up on your, on your, you know, your mirror so that every time you come up in a fire, you're saying, okay, God said, God is going to meet me in the furnace. God is meeting me here. Because, you know, in 1 Peter it says that in this you rejoice. Even now for a little while you have to suffer various trials so that the genuineness, not cheap faith, the genuineness of your faith, being more precious than gold, that though perishable is tested by fire, may be found to the result in praise and glory and honor of Jesus Christ when Jesus is revealed. Don't waste your faith on stuff, chariots, horses, money, even people. Trust in the name of your God. I was in the middle of a really tough um, experience in my life, and uh, it was 16 years ago, and I I felt like life was just no way out of the circumstance I was in. And um, I was praying, and I went into a time of a half hour of silence, which if you've never tried praying in silence, you you ought to try, because it's great when we get our own words out of the way and God might get to say something if we stop talking. You know what I mean? Rather than giving God my laundry list on that day, I just thought, well, maybe I should just be silent, like it says in Revelation, for 30 minutes. Like 30 minutes of silence in heaven. I'm thinking, I'm doing 30 minutes with God. And when I did that, I don't know when it happened, how it happened, I don't know if I was, how it, what it was, you know, Paul would say, I don't know if I was in the body or out of the body, I don't know if God t- actually took me here, or if it was just where I was in my mind. But I went back to a time when I visited the Merrimack Caverns. Anybody ever been to the Merrimack Caverns in Missouri? Yeah. Jesse James Hideout, right? Jesse James Hideout. In fact, Jesse James hid in this cave while the law was looking for him. And, um, and so I, in, as I'm praying in silence, God takes me back into this cave, into Jesse James Hideout. And and God started to say, your soul is like the interior of this cave. You know, you you got like your, your criminal room, you know, your Jesse James stuff where you're hiding out, from the stuff that you need to face, you got you've got that room. Then you've got your theater room. If you've ever you've got to go see the Merrimack Caverns, the theater room. If you could only see it, it's all these stalactites coming down, and it looks like a the, It looks like a, a, a curtain. In the theater, it's absolutely gorgeous, and and God says you've got this theater room. You know, this is the place where you perform. This is the place where you know you gotta put on a happy face. You know, you gotta just keep plugging along. And then there was the mirror room. This mirror room is where the stalag. Tights are coming down, and then there's water, but it, you can't tell where the water ends and the, and the stalactites start. And God started to say, and this is that room where you've met me, where you don't know where heaven stops and earth starts, like the places where you couldn't tell where it begins and ends, places that I've been, been with you. <clears throat> oh, hey, wait, I'm, I'm wrong. Oh, this is even better. Okay, here's the mirror room where you can't tear it, tell where it begins and ends. And have you guys ever tried to take pictures of the places you've been and you go, it doesn't do it justice? Even if you have a good camera? Okay, so there's the mirror room. This is the wine room. Now, if you can see these stalactites, they actually look like clusters of grapes hanging from the ceiling. And then there's a stalagmite. I think the mites come from the floor and the tights come from the ceiling, right? Am I right, yeah. So the stalagmite comes up and it looks like an altar. It's really, really cool. And God said, and then you have, you know, your wine room, your communion room, where you actually sit at table with me and let me talk to you. And, and then God began to update me on some particular things I needed to pay attention to in that 30 minutes of silence. Through this cave experience. You know, there are fire kinds of experiences. There are cave experiences like Elijah had. Remember, Elijah in the cave where he heard God's voice saying, in sheer silence, he heard God. There are places that you think are desolate or hard or scary, um, or, or they're like the, the wine room, you know, full of abundance. God will meet us there and increase our faith. God wants to increase our faith in every room in your soul. Now, I don't know what your rooms look like. Later on, um, about two years later, I read the book The Interior Castle by Teresa of Avila. Anybody read that book? Yeah. And it's a really cool book. She talks about the soul being like an immortal diamond and all of the different cuts in the room are the inside of your soul. It's really, it's a beautiful book. I didn't get a diamond, I got a cave. I don't know what the interior of your life looks like. Is it a barn? Were you born in a barn? You know? What does it look like? What are the stories of your life, the places where you've met God in plenty and in want, in good times and in bad, in sickness and in health? Where are the places that you have met God? The last thing they did before we left is they did this thing called total darkness where they shut off all the lights in the cave and I uh, was afraid. Like, there's people in that cave with you you've never met before. And so you just start clinging to the hands of the people that you know while they tell you you know that, that being in total darkness actually can take away your eyesight if you're in there too long. But I got to see that part of me, too, that there were places that have been total darkness for me. Have there been for you? Times where you you just did not know where God or anybody else was. And yet God is with you there. I love the fact that God will always send a rescuer. And, you know, in the, um, the children in Thailand, you remember? What happened in June to the children in Thailand? Uh, Like 18 days for the last four in the coach, right? They were in this cave, and there were pictures that were taken. Um, They were sending people. People were coming from all over. You know, there were billions of people praying for these kids, praying everywhere for these beautiful kids, these soccer kids that after a soccer, soccer practice were going into a cave just for fun and they end up getting stuck and now people all over the world are praying for their safe rescue. All of a sudden, these kids are our kids. Compassion starts to well up and we're praying for the rescue of these kids. I love the spirit of these kids. I don't know if you saw some of the letters they wrote to their family members. One kid said, I'm doing fine, but the air is a little cold, but don't worry, although don't forget to set up my birthday party. (laughs) Another one of the kids, Mom and Dad, please don't worry, I'm fine. Get ready to take me out for fried chicken. Right? 18 days. Can you imagine being in a cave for 18 days or in a desert for 40 years? or in a fiery furnace with a mean king out there whose intention is to burn you up. I mean, my friends, um, we, like Augustine, need to live and pray as though everything depended on God and work as though everything depended on us. That we would actually pray and ask God, but see, people were praying, but you know what? The Navy SEAL gave up his life, that one Navy SEAL. And there were people that were drilling through rock and diving and making provision. You know, we need to pray like everything depended on God and work like everything depends on us. This is how we increase our faith. Because if I just pray and don't get up, I won't see God working in me and through me. If I just work and don't pray, I'll begin to worship myself. And I'll begin to trust in my own strength, in my own chariots, in my own horses, in my own dollar, in my own whatever. Whatever you got, fill in the blank. What have you trusted in? Is it your intelligence? Is it your beauty? Is it your strength? Is it your connections? What is it that you've trusted in? Is it your husband, your father, your mother, your brother, your sister, your pastor? We will all let you down, putting you on notice. We will trust in the name of our God. Oh, and by the way, haven't you let you down too? Have you let yourself down? Of course you have. But when there is a way that we both pray and do in the name of our God, powerful things happen. God increases our faith. So will you stand with me? So like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, you know, go into the furnace, don't know where you are. Could you, for a moment, just um, however you pray, if you close your eyes, feel free to do that. If you don't close your eyes, I encourage you, just whatever way you can get alone with God in your own interiority, in your own soul. Maybe your inside looks like a cave. Maybe your inside looks like a diamond. Maybe your inside looks like a furnace. I don't know what it looks like. But God is with you right here. And will you just breathe? And trust that the God who created inhalation and exhalation, oxygen and carbon dioxide breath and sweat skin and bones hair color eye color every relationship you have every relationship every relationship every circumstance god is in it every relationship god is in it some way somewhere And wherever you are inside your own soul right now, whoever you're with, see God there too. Not the God of judgment, but the God who says, I'll meet you in the furnace. Meet you in the cave. Meet you in divorce court. I'll meet you in the doctor's office. I'll meet you behind the cash register. I'll meet you... With pen and checkbook, I'll meet you. And just see the God who created all things, that faith is substance, friends. The creator of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen, is the God who is present right now with you. Always and everywhere. See God meeting you in your place of blessing or need. See God meet you in the places of abundance, and the places of lack, the places of health, the places of sickness. See God meeting you right here. And with confidence... Pray, Lord, increase my faith right here in the life you've given me. Increase my faith. Be brave. Say, Lord, increase my faith. Maybe even match this prayer with your breath. Breathing in, Lord Jesus, breathing out, increase my faith let it become so much a part of your breathing that it changes everything that your walking he- in here today was increasing your faith you're staying through the whole story increasing your faith that walking out lord jesus increase my faith as i walk back into my blessings Lord Jesus, increase my faith. As I walk back into my challenges, Lord Jesus, increase my faith. You meet me here. And if it's hard for you to get quiet, Start practicing, saying, God, I want to start practicing listening rather than speaking. Maybe the short little prayer and then giving you five minutes to speak afterward would change my whole life. Lord Jesus, increase my faith. This is the air we breathe, your holy presence living in us. every moment it would be the air they breathe That they would actually begin to practice a a contemplative mind a quiet mind quieting all anxiety quieting all of their own self-importance quieting all of their own strength and their own weakness but Breathing in, Lord Jesus, increase my faith. That whatever blessing and challenge comes their way, God bless them with the ability to breathe. Lord Jesus, increase my faith. And God, will you be with each one in every fiery furnace, in every dark cave, in every difficult situation, in every abundant space. Let them be aware of your presence. Breathing in them, giving them oxygen and carbon dioxide, giving them breath and sweat and skin and bones, strength and faith. Amen. Have a beautiful week, everybody.